Hello, welcome to the Slewcast, the Elkhorn Slough Foundation podcast. Elkhorn Slough is one of California's last great coastal wetlands. We see Elkhorn Slough and its watershed protected forever, a working landscape where people, farming, industry, and nature thrive together. Here on the Slewcast, we'll explore Elkhorn Slough together, build community, and share stories of the special place. Welcome! Bienvenidos! I know it's been a while, everyone. We got tons of stuff happening in our lives, but I'm glad that we are coming back today. And I get to share uh, the story um, with you all. This story, this episode, we are doing uh, on the field. I got to go out with uh, the dip netting survey team. I never imagined me going out to a pond and surveying for rare amphibians. I, that never crossed my mind. I didn't even think that would that was a thing. It's got to be one of the funnest days since I've been here. So I'm happy that you are all going on this adventure because it was an adventure. From the beginning, just checking in with everybody, feeling everybody's excitement. You, you actually don't know if you're going to see anything. That, at least that's what I felt like, right? So just being out there, feeling everybody's energy and excitement uh, felt pretty special. I got to give a special shout out to the team. Cameron, Melanie, Evan, and last... Um, Susie Fork, who is the biologist here at the reserve, and really the person who's going to be taking us through this adventure, right? If you're new to dip netting like me, picture a group of us going out to three ponds, and what we're really doing is taking this net. Now, this net looks like a regular net that when you go fishing, you put your fish in or you scoop your fish out. And we spend about 30 minutes per pond carefully going through the floor of the pond, through vegetation, and kind of scooping up. See if we find any California red-legged frog tadpoles, the Santa Cruz long-toed salamander, and the California tiger salamander larva. By doing that, we're tracking presence. We're tracking that the amphibians are reproducing. And we're also checking the health of these ponds and seeing, okay, do we need to do some uh, some restoration work at this pond? All important parts of creating habitat and healthy living for, for these rare amphibians. Now that we know a little bit about dip netting, I think we're ready to dive in. That's my dad joke for the day. Uh, and let's let's get going. All right, listos? Vámonos! I'm Susie Fork. I work at Elkhorn Slough Reserve. I'm a biologist there, and I do a variety of biological monitoring. And one of my favorites is amphibian 
dip netting. So we go out and survey for amphibians once a year um, to see what's in our reserve ponds here on the reserve as well as in the watershed. Uh, we like doing amphibian surveys in the spring because we're interested in a number of rare species of amphibians that are pond breeding. And so in the spring, they come, from, they come down from the woodlands and move into the ponds and will lay eggs and then the adults leave and then the eggs hatch and turn into larvae in the case of salamanders or tadpoles, um, as we all know from frogs. And so we're interested in, each year we're interested in whether those rare amphibians um, are making it to our ponds to breed. Um, the three species that we've found here at the reserve are the California tiger salamander, um, the Santa Cruz long-toed salamander, and then the red-legged frog. And so it's really good news when we dip net uh, and find them in some reserve ponds in different areas. Today, for example, we started the day at one of another pond we call Swimming Pool Rookery, and we did not see um, red-legged frog tadpoles, but one of our group members found a number of, a couple of adult frogs. So Cameron says, oh, I got a red-legged frog. I immediately stop what I'm doing. I go over. I got my camera. I'm trying to get this image or, or video of the, of, of the frog. And Susie just lights up. Everybody stops what they're doing. We all go around. And it feels like a celebration almost. You know, like it, it felt really uh, special. So check this out. Oh, I got, I got a red-legged frog. Nice, Cameron. Couldn't hide forever with Cameron here. <laughs> That's great. I'm really glad to hear that. Oh, a big one. An adult. Oh, yes. Nice, Cameron. Oh, yeah. Look at those beautiful. Should get a picture. Yeah. Oh my god. Dang. Nice work with the net. <laughs> that makes the day right there. Thank you. Good job, Cameron. Yeah. Very, very How does it nice. feel? How does it feel? There's a little red lace frog in there. <laughs> That's cool. So we end up releasing that frog. And we're kind of gathering our stuff, getting getting our stuff ready to go to our next one. I find one. And then um, we all kind of start comp like just checking out what we have in our in our trays, what we have in our container. Um, and there's this really cool moment where Melanie and Susie um, are talking about pond life. What do they have? Uh, what makes a pond healthy? So I learned a lot. Um, so check it out. Amphipods. Oh, are they gamma amphipods? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can see those in the microscope all the time. Oh, the action yeah. was moving out. Yeah. That might be it. Uh, nice, but, um, yeah, there's a nice food base in here and two frogs. Yeah. Maybe it's, they may be in here. We just can't. Yeah, it's interesting. It might be worth coming oh. back when the pond level's lower. There's a really <laughs> less competition from this giant water thing. Where'd it go? Oh, it was like this size okay. of worm, but but brown. Oh, really, really tiny. Where did it go? I just was staring at it side over here. Somewhere. 
Pond life is, can be really rich. It's, yeah. This is all part of the things we're trying to answer. If the amphibians are in here, what's their food base and what are their competitors? Mm. It's like these guys will eat tadpoles. Oh, really? Yeah. So some yeah, and there's these diving beetle larvae, which we'll probably see at some stage, and they also they're intense looking. They're called water tigers. It's the face for me. It's scary looking. The body, not so much. It just looks like a shrimp, but man, that face. We're going to go back to Susie. She's going to wrap us up at our first pond and then talk a little bit about uh, what more to expect. What are we going to see? So that that right there is really good news to see healthy looking adults in our ponds at the reserve. So we went to Swimming Pool Rookery and then we went to another pond, which is called Rana Pond. And in that pond, we actually found a lot of tadpoles of red-legged frogs, various sizes. Yay, off to a good start. Yes, they're in here, just like we were hoping. Awesome. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. Mm, buddy. One adult, Susie. Okay. But it was greenish. Okay, that's fantastic. This is why naming it Rana turned out to be a good name. <laughs> you got a couple of the red legged? Yeah. That's okay. Oh, oh wow. Look at that. There's Cameron counting all the tadpoles he found, those red-legged frog tadpoles. But I gotta give a shout out to the birds in the background. Beautiful. Let's see, this guy has the gold flex on it. Not yet. Beautiful little thing. This guy has legs. Three frog with legs. Metamorphosis. Oh, he's metamorphosing. Little green one. Tree frog. Once the tadpoles are all gathered, Susie counts 15 of them, I think. Both Susie and Cameron sit down and they start recording data. I hear Susie saying numbers like 25, 18, and so on. I go over and I realize that she's measuring each of the tadpoles. 17. Um, and we know with when they're various sizes, it means more than they came from more than one egg mass. So that's also really good news. It means the red-legged frogs are breeding in our ponds and making more frogs. And so right now we're at Visitor Center Pond. This pond was constructed rather recently, and we're hoping the long-toed salamanders will come as adults in here to breed and um, make more long-toed salamanders because they are a very rare uh, salamander they're only in about 22 or 12, more no more than about two dozen different wetlands um, in central california coastal california so that's something we're really hoping they will use some more of the ponds that have been constructed here at the reserve and then the last species the california tiger salamander they live in as adults they live in burrows of um ground squirrels and then they move down to ponds to breed like the long-toed Santa Cruz long-toed um, salamander, 
but they're, they seem to be able to handle a lot more like a, a stock pond and a lot more sediment and even cows moving in the ponds. It doesn't seem to be such a big deal for them. But they're also having trouble because of lack of fresh water again and then having an upland habitat to live in that's near the pond. So there's different um, habitat factors that have made it harder for the these rare amphibians to exist. Lots of tree frogs, all different sizes. So that tells us many different adults were in here breeding in different stages of development. There's more of this char. Oh, this is the other one. So this is something called Nitella. It, the way you can cheat is to smell it. If it smells like skunk, it's, it's this. This is the skunk, <laughs> the musk weed. And then these are both species of alga, of algae, two, two species of algae. So, but they look more like a, a plant, the way they're growing so big. Lots of tadpoles. Tree frogs everywhere. And tree frogs are a good food source for <laughs> other animals. They're very plentiful in this pond. I don't see any red legs. No eyes that are set in from the side. They're all tree frogs. But that's okay. I don't think we're going to see, not looking like we're going to find any of our rare amphibians in here, but this is why we check every year. You never know. They may show up. They're not going to tell us <laughs> when they show up. And that's part of that excitement, that adventure that I talked about in the beginning, that you don't know if they're going to be there. This year, the team is going to visit 50 ponds to track, to see where they're at, where they're moving, where they're breeding. And that, because we had so much water, that's a possibility this year. Sometimes the tadpoles and salamander larvae will be in the shallows where it's warmer. They'll be basking along the shores. I don't think they like to be all that deep because they like to be close to the warmth. So, sometimes you can catch them by going close to the shore. Let's see. These all look like tree frog tadpoles. Yep. So, so far in this pond, we've found tree frogs. Tree frogs only, but we're hoping other animals will, other amphibians will show up. You can see the tree frogs here, the tadpoles. There's a whole bunch of these in here. And then, let's see. There's also water boatmen, and water boatmen tell us something that we, we always like to look for, not only the amphibians, like tree frogs and other amphibians, but the invertebrates that tell us something about the food base of the amphibians and you know the health of these ponds. When, if there's a number of, if there's good diversity of aquatic insects, that is good for the amphibians. Um, yeah, and so the red-legged frogs used to be more abundant in a lot of wetlands, but I think there's been a big reduction in the amount of fresh water available for them. So that's, that's been tough on, the, tough on the frogs. We all know water is a huge issue, whether it's sea level rise or access to fresh water. How do we create connectivity 
so that they do have habitat. These are three species that point to us or show us the importance of conservation and protection of the Elkhorn Slough and its watershed. And that's why the Reserve and the Elkhorn Slough Foundation continues to do this work with the support of all of you. Please look out for content around dip netting and this actual podcast will also be a video. You can find it online. And um, I, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, as much as I did, because it was that adventure. I want to give a, a thank you, a huge thank you to Susie Fork for um, just allowing me to be part of the, the team that day. And another thank you to Cameron, Evan, and Melanie for also teaching me while we were out there. I really appreciate um, your guys' energy and, and knowledge and sharing that adventure with me. So I hope everybody is having a great day. Continue to have a great day. We'll see you all on the next one. If you have anything to add to the SLUcast, please email me, juan at elkhornslu.org, and follow us on social media, at Elkhornslu Foundation. You can visit our website, elkhornslu.org, for future events, This Is That Season, and a special thank you to those of you who participated in our spring events. More to come. Be on the lookout for those. Again, thank you all so very much. Nos vemos y adiós.